Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash Entitled People, where people really think that they can get what they want, when they want, because they deserve it. And in this episode, OP's Karen stepdaughter demands money to buy a house. Guys, I hope you enjoy the stories, don't shake your heads too hard, and as always, subscribe so you don't miss these crazy stories. So last week, I ordered something online, and I was having it delivered. I was very excited, and yesterday morning, the shipping company updated their website to indicate the item was on truck for delivery. The approximate time for delivery was 7pm, so I keep my eyes peeled for my item. And about 7.30, I noticed my neighbor was getting something delivered using the same company. So I go outside, approach the delivery guy, and asked him if he had my package. He asked for my name and my tracking number, and when I told him my name, the guy said, Oh crap, I just delivered your package to the wrong house. But no problem, I will go and get it back. So we go up to the door and knock, and the neighbor answers the door. When the driver tells him about the error, instead of saying, Oh sorry, I'll go get your package, the guy says, Well, it was delivered to my house, so it's mine. And that's when he slams the door in my face. The guy and I stand there looking at each other in stunned silence for a few seconds. And now, the driver starts pounding on the door. The guy comes out, and he tells us to get off his property, or he's gonna call the police for trespassing. The driver then responds with, I don't think you're stupid enough to call police. So with that, the guy takes out his phone, and he dials 911 right in front of us. And he tells the operator that there's trespassers on his property, and they won't leave. And with that, he closes the door again in our faces. We go to the end of his driveway, and we wait for the cops. When they show up, the driver explains what's going on, and the cop says, I wish this was a rare occurrence, but it happens more than you think. So the cop knocks on the door and asks the guy very politely for the package, and the guy responds that it belongs to him, and that's the end of it. The cop explains that no, it doesn't belong to him, and to give it back now, or he'll be arrested for theft. The guy then laughs in the cop's face, and that's when the cop tells him to turn around and places the guy in handcuffs. At this point, the guy's wife comes out with the package, which thank goodness they haven't opened. The cop inspects the package, and all is well. The cop then places the guy in the back of the squad car and tells him that it's great he returned the package, but he's still arresting him for theft, and that he'll have to spend the weekend in jail and he can take it up with the judge on Monday. At this point, the guy's freaking out, his wife's freaking out, and the cop looks at me and he winks. So after pretending to fill out paperwork for a few minutes, he releases the guy, and informs him that in fact what he did was theft as he accepted a package and signed for it when it wasn't in his name. So with that, I take my package and go home. And about half an hour later, there's a knock on the door. It's the neighbor, and the guy's trying to apologize, and I just look at him and tell him, Get off my property. The guy then tries to explain to me, and I wish I was kidding, hey, you would have gotten your money back by putting in a claim against that delivery company, and I could have had your product, and you would have gotten a replacement or your money back. I slam the door in his face this time. 
So basically, Opie's neighbor is an entitled thief. Like, if the guy's not stealing from neighbors, it's trying to take from delivery companies. And the crazy thing is, he actually called 911 guys after stealing someone's package. I can't believe the level of stupidity in some people. Like, what did he think was gonna happen? Like, the cop was gonna say, oh, it was delivered to your house, so it belongs to you now. I do love the fact that the cop made him sweat a bit, though, to teach him a lesson. And hopefully the guy will think twice next time before doing something so ridiculous again. And if you guys thought that was ridiculous, listen to this post. First off, this story happened to me about a week ago. I was upgrading my PC. So after sorting out all the old parts, I thought it would be nice to give some of those parts to someone who couldn't afford them. I made an ad on Facebook Marketplace and I set the price to zero. Of course, I get a lot of responses and most of them say, can you deliver today and why are you giving away free parts? So after an hour of reading responses, I found someone that I thought would enjoy the parts. So I chat a bit and drive the 12 and a half miles to their home and deliver the parts. I had the following conversation. So basically I say, hi, this is OP, here are the parts. The woman says, thanks OP, but why are you even giving us these parts in the first place? Are they stolen? To which I say, oh, of course not. I was upgrading my PC and these are the old parts. The woman says, oh, I see, but why would you give us the old parts? Are they good old parts? Or are you just giving strangers garbage? I think my son would enjoy new parts much more. Do you have any new parts to give us? With that I say, oh of course, I'll go get them for you. Just hand me back my old parts and I'll be back soon. So the woman hands over my parts and I leave and that's when I decided I would never ever sell parts for free again. But it doesn't end there though. Apparently the woman called the police on me because I stole the parts back from them. And the conversation was kind of funny. So my doorbell rings and the police officer says, This is the police department. I'm officer one. Are you OP? I tell him, yes. The officer says, we got a complaint that you stole from this woman. Is that true? I say to him, no. The police officer says, oh, I see. Do you have any receipts for these parts? I say to him, of course I do. So I searched for the receipts and I showed them to the police. And the officer says, oh, thank you very much. Would you like us to write a complaint in your behalf? I say to him, that'll be perfect. Then there was some paperwork to fill out, and the woman got a ticket for abusing the local police. Yeah guys, free things will always attract the nutty people. And I remember a comment someone made giving a tip on how to give away things in the future. Set a reasonable but cheap price, agree to the price, then meet up with the person and just give away the item. Apparently doing that will weed out the crazy entitled people. So my 16-year-old daughter was lost in a car accident in October. I've been collecting a college fund for her since she was young. My ex-husband and I both put money into it, and my daughter put some of her paychecks from work into it. It's about $25,000. I got remarried in July to a man that I met on Tinder and had been dating for three years. My husband's daughter doesn't like me because I'm only three years older than her. My husband's also significantly older than I am. He's 58 and I'm 33. My daughter was very passionate about the environment and my ex-husband and I discussed what we would do with the college fund. We decided to divide it and we would each donate to charities that we felt would make our daughter proud. My husband's daughter, however, thinks that she should get the money to use to buy a house since I'm married to her father and that makes it his money too. She tells us that donating essentially $13,000 wouldn't mean anything to a big charity and that I could help someone I know in real life. 
My husband has since joined her side, and he thinks that $13,000 would help her buy a house, and that we can honor my daughter another way. My husband's been picking on me since we've had the discussion, saying that my daughter's dead and I shouldn't be wasting money on charities when I can help out someone we know. He's been belittling me, telling me that I'm young, 33 years old, and I don't understand how selfish it is to just waste $13,000 of our money by donating it. I can't believe this is the man I married. I don't know what to do. I miss my daughter. What OP shouldn't do is give that daughter a single cent. OP wasn't involved in raising her, and for her to demand the $13,000 just because OP married her daddy is super duper entitled. And for OP's husband to make her feel bad for not giving his daughter the money is equally entitled and horrible. Like, the money belongs to OP and her ex-husband. So OP does come back with an update that says, My ex-husband and I decided to go on a weekend trip to my daughter's favorite place on Earth to spread her ashes and just reminisce about our baby girl. My husband did not like this and essentially he blew up. He told me I was his wife and anything I did he had to approve. When we get back from our trip, I will be taking my things and looking for an apartment and a divorce lawyer. Many people also recommended, instead of donating to a charity, that we start a scholarship from major that my daughter would have loved. My daughter's father and I have been discussing it, and that's the idea that we both like, and I think would honor her greatly. Yikes, guys. So yeah, Opie did what a lot of you were probably thinking when listening to that first post, and that's divorcing that man. And all I can say is good riddance. Like, if you're married to someone who can say something as disgusting as, your daughter's dead anyway, just give my daughter the money, yeah, you need to run far, far away from that person. And while we're on the topic of running far, far away, in the next post, guys, OP dodges not a bullet, but a freaking nuke. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So I don't really have a lot of people in my life right now, but I hope that you all can enjoy this small victory with me. So the story is, my ex and I were together for four years. I was actually out shopping for an engagement ring the day I found out that she had been cheating on me. It turns out she'd been with the guy for six months, and he had found out about me, and he gave her an ultimatum, and she chose him. Of course, I was devastated, but there's no way I could be with a cheater, so I spent the next month in change, taking extra shifts, increasing my gym time, just trying to get my mind off her. I also blocked her and her family, as they're awful people anyway. So things were quiet, until I get a text from this unknown number. It's my ex, saying she's pregnant and that I'm the father. Now, of course, I don't believe her, but better safe than sorry for my potential child's sake. So I offered to get a test done to see if it's mine. 
Hearing me say that, she refuses for me to take one, stating that he and I were the only men she'd been with for years, and he'd already tested negative, so it had to be mine. I kept insisting that we get the test done, and after a lot of back and forth, she says she'll schedule one. But we should meet up beforehand and then head to the clinic together to get the test done. So with that I agree, because she finally accepted getting the test done. So we meet up at a coffee shop near the clinic, and I'm expecting to talk about what the next steps are if I end up being the father. Instead, she tries to turn the conversation into a talk about the good old days when we were together, and she starts telling a bunch of nostalgic stories. I keep trying to steer the conversation back to the child and the test, but she keeps going back to relationship talk, how she misses what we had. The whole time, I'm freaking out about the potential child I have to take care of, so I don't realize what she's doing. She's trying to get me to take her back. So it comes time for us to go to the clinic, and she starts asking if I have plans for the day, and if I want to get a bite to eat and hang out at her place for a bit. I respond that my only plans for the day are to get to the clinic so we can get this test done and to figure out what to do after that. I just want to get this over with, not take a walk down memory lane, you know? Well, it's at that point, she excuses herself to the bathroom, and she comes back a few minutes later, saying the clinic called and she had to reschedule. I ask her if she was lying, and she said no, they called while she was in the bathroom. So I start to dial the clinic, and she freaks out, admitting she never actually made an appointment, and that she lied. It's at this moment, I pressed her for the truth, and she finally broke down and told me. She told me her boyfriend was confirmed to be the father. Once he found out it was his, he ghosted her, and she's been unable to locate him. He blocked her from all social media and left town kind of deal. Freaking out, she told her mother, who then told her the best course of action would be to talk to me about being the baby's father since I'm the best one for the job. Since, quote, I'm an upstanding man who has a great career, knows what he's doing in life, who will do what's right and raise this child. Now I also want to note that this is said by the woman who once told me that she would rather die than invite me into their family. So anyway, after getting the truth out of her, I get up and left without another word. I get home, and I've been receiving messages, like hundreds of messages, from my ex, her family, her friends, all making new accounts to message me, begging me to take her back, and also calling me an a-hole for leaving her in time of need. And there's this one guy who keeps sending me pictures of his D, which I find absolutely hilarious. Honestly, walking away from her finally made me realize that I'm better off without her, and it's been such a freeing feeling, and I hope I can hold on to that feeling for a while because I needed this. Like I said guys, OP avoided a full-on nuke there, and what the mother said was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, just go back to the guy you cheated on and get him to raise the kid, because, you know, he's got a good career, knows what he wants in life, he's perfect for the job, even though I used to hate him and didn't want him a part of the family. OP's ex got a huge dose of karma, guys, and I'm also curious as to why her friends and family are bugging OP so hard about this when it's not his kid. Like, why not find the guy who ghosted her and spam him about stepping up and taking care of the kid? But hey, that would make way too much sense. So when my brother was 16 and I was 4, my grandmother set aside a shared stock portfolio for us. As soon as we were old enough, it was transferred into our own accounts. And it was only 4 years later that my brother dipped heavily into his and he bought a new Honda. I knew about mine for much longer than he did before it came mine. 
and I watched it grow since I understood what it was. By the time I was given full control, it was already worth a ridiculous amount because a huge portion of it was invested in Apple stocks. I'm torn on using the funds because dad drilled it into me to leave it to grow until I'm 40-something. I don't talk much with my brother. He's done some stupid things to the family over the years, and I didn't really grow up with him at all, so I hear about his life through dad. His new girlfriend works in law though, and I've received a formal letter from them both that the investments my grandmother made were designed to be for us both to use, not just for me alone. And his was only around $15,000, while mine is much more. They now want half the value of mine, and his girlfriend told me that if I don't give them access, then the legal fees and fines would eat up my half and I'd be left with nothing. The dividends alone support a huge part of my life and they've saved me a few times. If half of that disappears, it would set me back years. I know it sounds selfish, but I'm really used to having the extra income back me up when I've wanted to move. I've lived in four states by my own choice, and I want to move and take in more before I settle down. That's if I ever do. How likely is it that they'll win and leave me with nothing? As far as I know, there was no paperwork or will, just my grandmother's word. For my share, I have all the logins. The trading accounts and the bank accounts are in my name, and the shares are solely in my name too. Should I find my own lawyer? Update. So I worked with my dad and I got my own lawyer. I got the timeline of my shares wrong, but it comes out the same. What my brother and I inherited from grandmother was originally a part of my grandfather's portfolio, and he was the money savvy one. My grandmother looked after those after he died, and she personally set up my brother's account and gave him control of his part. She did not do the same with mine before she died. Instead, the shares were in her will and she left everything she owned to my dad, with instruction to give me a specific amount. There was no trust, she just trusted my dad. My dad did the right thing and he set up accounts for me and he gave me control 6 years ago. My dad also put some of his own shares in too, as an extra leg up. Dad also admitted to me that he chewed out my brother last year when he came to him asking for money. And dad had supported him several times through the years and it got to the point he had enough. My brother found out I had my investments because dad used me as an example of how my brother should have been using money. That's how my brother found out I still had shares and that they had grown. According to all that information, my lawyer tells me that I'm in the clear, and he also found out that my brother's girlfriend was only a legal secretary. I say this because the firm she worked for apologized when my lawyer contacted them, and that's when they informed my lawyer that she was terminated immediately. The letter I received from them had been edited to put her name in a position that's much higher up than it should have been, and she also changed some of the contact information. So a week after she was fired, my brother comes visiting begging for money. His girlfriend is in serious debt and she took a chance on scamming cash from me and she lost. Now I did feel awful, rejecting my brother over and over. And if he didn't involve his girlfriend, I might have given him some. But the next morning, I found all my tires had been slashed and at this point, I'm thinking screw him, I don't feel bad anymore. All I can say is people get really creative when trying to scam others out of money guys. Like what was that girlfriend thinking? A legal assistant pretended to be a lawyer to harass and scare someone into handing over their money. I hope she's blacklisted from working at any law firm because that is next level. So for setup, I park for work in a giant car park that's shared by McDonald's and a supermarket. The supermarket also has a sandwich deli that serves fresh, huge, pretty healthy sandwiches and similar products. This was also after work and I was famished, so I decided to be naughty and grab a snack from McDonald's. As I was doing so, I get stopped by a beggar asking if I can help him out with some food. 
Now I'm somewhat jaded with encounters such as this, so I say that I can get him a specific thing from McDonald's if he's happy to take that. I told him I'm not giving him cash. Hearing me say that, the beggar looks nervous. He clears his throat and he says he would prefer something different. He said to me, if possible, sandwiches from the deli are more filling and healthy than McDonald's. And if possible, and only if possible, would I mind getting him a sandwich from the deli instead of a cheeseburger or whatever. The dude looked so ashamed and nervous about asking me to go this extra step on his behalf, but he was right. I then tell the dude to not sweat it and to wait right there. As I'm making the order at the deli, I tell the worker about the whole thing. She finds it so sweet that she gives me three sandwiches for the price of one to take out to the guy. The guy actually tears up when he sees the small feast that I've brought to him, and I tell him to thank the deli worker as well, since she contributed too. He offers me one of the sandwiches, and we go back and forth for a bit. He's insistent that this is so nice that I had to have one to enjoy myself too. It's only dropped when I point out that the sandwiches were specifically a gift from the deli to him, and it would be stealing if I took them. So the guy was literally a choosing beggar. I was going to offer him a cheeseburger or some chicken nuggets, and he specifically tried to choose something else. I thought it was entitled until I saw his reaction. It was one of the nicest moments in my life. Thank you for reading. Now honestly, I didn't think it was possible to be a choosing beggar in a good way, but apparently there is. I just love posts where humans help out other humans, and OP and the deli girl pitching to get the guy three sandwiches was absolutely amazing. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the stories today. I hope you didn't shake your heads too hard. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'll link it right here. It's an r slash I don't work here lady episode where a Karen demands OP tow someone's car so she can have the spot. Guys, go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.